This is Grown Up and Grounded, a podcast where two women, a mother and a daughter, talk about everything. In this week's episode, Trish talks to Kate about a part of her childhood they've never discussed before. Well, Kate, one of the benefits of it being around the holidays is we're together a lot, so we get to record a lot together. Yay! So Here we are. I know. Uh, we have a plan today on our schedule to talk about something that I've never really talked to you about, so this is kind of fun. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> maybe not that word. Yeah, yeah, maybe not interesting, but educational <laughs> and or riveting. Mm-hmm. I have never really talked to you about my stepdad, that my mom was married when I was growing up, um, probably from like the age 11 till about 14, 15, right mm-hmm. before I got pregnant mm-hmm. uh, with Danae. So, uh, do you yeah. want to start with any questions about that? Well, I mean, maybe just some background, not necessarily questions, but because um, I mean, I knew she was married, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know anything other than that, that it had happened. Uh, obviously, I know your stepmother very well because she was my grandmother my whole life, raising me. True, true, true. Um, true. The person that your your dad married. Yeah, she's um, your grandma. Yeah, she's my grandma. So, uh, that's a very different situation versus this person that I never met and barely heard anything about. I mean, he still is alive out there somewhere in the universe, right? I mean... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... And his mom, we saw, like, even after everything, they were divorced and stuff, we still saw his mom and called her grandma and everything. So that Mm -hmm. was, she was really a fun lady. Uh, Yeah, but, so they, they lived together... I mean, he was around even before I was 11. So, like, sure. for those critical years, like, he was quite the father figure for me. Mm-hmm. I think my relationship with him was quite a bit different than LaDonna and Deanna's because they were uh, six and seven years older than me or whatever. Uh, so I was little and had he did a lot more activities with me and that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, And I have lots of memory. Like, a lot of my memories growing up are with him or around him. And my mom, you know, typical stuff. But it's just weird to have a stepdad out there that I would never talk to now. Mm-hmm. That is kind of crazy. So what sort of memories do you have with him? Like, he was, he, like, we would go do stuff together, just me and him. Like, I can remember him, go, we went on bike rides and, like, going and just, you know, going to the playground. Um, he was in a band, so there was always that. Sorry, my nose itching. Um, there was this whole, um, the band would rehearse and stuff at our house. Mm. Uh, that was always really hard for me as a little girl. I didn't like, cause it would be late at night and I just wanted to sleep and it was loud music. That was kind of, mm-hmm. that's always kind of surprising that my mom let that happen. And when I would cry about it, she would be like, too bad. So sad. <laughs> this is what's happening. For some reason that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and then, um, he was an artist, so he always had like, art stuff in our garage. Um, And I can remember kind of like watching him do that kind Mm. of thing. Uh, We watched, you know, be like just random things like watching TV programs together or like, I don't know. We were pretty close. I felt like. So what happened? Um, He was in a band and the band went on tour. They got a tour in Canada 
Exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Like, there, it was kind of a big breakthrough for them, but my mom did not go. And because she had you, right? I mean, some of yeah, them. I mean, and she was working or whatever. Um, and the version of the story that I know is that he had an affair with the lead singer in the band, and that's that. And hmm. I believe they're still together and have kids and stuff. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time when I was very, very little, and you know, grandma and I, because grandma. Um, and I were very close growing up, you know, she lived with us. Um, obviously you know that I'm more saying that for people right, who are no, listening. I <laughs> um, uh, I remember at one point, you know, we were talking about true love and whatever, because I was a little girl who was always obsessed with that stuff. And, um, she told me, oh, you know, like I, I already had my true love and whatever. Um, and I was like, well, why didn't, you know, why didn't it work out? You know, I was very, very young and I couldn't comprehend that, like, Things are much more complicated. Um, and I thought, I the way that I remember her giving me information is that, you know, sometimes, you know, things happen, whatever. She was, like, alluding to drugs. Like, drugs had gotten in the way. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that he started doing drugs when they were on tour. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I, was, I was so little. I don't even remember exactly how the conversation played out. But I, I just remember having that be the feeling that there was, like, some sort of substance that had made it difficult yeah, for them or she couldn't stand by, you know, I don't know, some sort of addiction. Well, and then all this know. stuff happened, like, so he had the fair and maybe drugs, whatever, and then he told my mom while they were, while he was in Canada touring, so then my mom went to go be with him for a little bit to try to save the relationship. So then I was a teenager alone. Um, so it's, like, interesting to think about. Yeah, it is. Um, so like the, the, the scenario for me was my mom takes off. I have this boyfriend, right. And, um, I'm 15, 14, probably 14 or 15 and we're alone. I don't remember who stayed or took care of me while maybe one of my older sisters came home after they had been married. But, um, uh, and things are hot and heavy between us and we Break up. The reason we break up is because I'm a church-going girl and things are hot and heavy and I don't want to get in a position to where we have sex. Mm -hmm. So we break up. This is the scenario. And then, like, sort of reboundy, I end up with David. I don't remember if there was another boyfriend in between there. But basically, my attitude when I ended up with David was, I'm not going to lose another boyfriend for not having sex. Like, that was kind of... So you weren't even with David that long then, when you got pregnant? Um, no, I would say maybe like six to eight months. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, no, that's wild. I, I guess in my mind you've been like together on and off. No. We were, not, we were not on and off at all until Danae was born, and then it became that whole, mm -hmm. that whole high school scenario on and off, and he mm -hmm. didn't want me to be with anyone else, but he didn't want me either. Mm -hmm. kind of scenario but so that was weird too because then my stepdad's gone right he's with this new woman he's the only he's the only in-house dad I've ever known right at that point I see my dad my real dad only on the weekends and so he's all of a sudden out of the picture I'm pregnant my mom has really kind of suffered a mental breakdown of sorts because of everything that went on with that um and so 
everything's kind of erratic with her. Uh, and I can remember him like trying to touch base with me, probably because my mom told him like, you know, he's my father figure and I needed him. And it was just totally awkward and I was pissed off at him and, uh, he didn't, and that was it. He just didn't make any effort. Up. That was the last time I ever talked to him. And I know at one point there was something like some stuff that we had or that I had that he wanted back. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's not happening. Not like vindictively, but like, you don't like through a third party say, oh, I would really like to have that back, but you can't stay in contact with me, you know? And I don't know what the scenario was with his new wife, if she just really didn't want him to have contact with us or mm-hmm. with me particularly. I mean, I think it was more, again, that thing of him being a father figure. And mm-hmm. So he never met Danae or anything then? No. And it was all very complicated as well because then there was, because my mom was going through so much, at, when I'm pregnant, she's like, or right after Janae's born, I don't remember exactly how everything, but at one point it's like I had to go live with my real dad. And my real dad and I didn't really have a relationship. So that was like super stressful and complicated that that happened. Um, and I lived with my dad So I lived with my mom when Danae was first born. And then right after that, she was like, you need to go live with your dad. So then I lived with my dad. So it was after Danae was born. I'm living with my dad. Um, and, and it was kind of traumatic and hard because here I am a person who's never lived, hasn't, doesn't have any memory of living with my dad. He's got a wife that I don't necessarily have a real strong relationship. I have a new baby. I'm 16. Um, and that was another thing. Like it, it was hard that my mom felt like that's what I needed. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. she just threw, she made that decision without really checking with me or, mm-hmm. so I lived with him and then Deanna and Jim, my sister and her husband said I could come live with them. So I lived with them until I moved out onto my own mm-hmm. at 18. So, like, that whole, like, three or four years was pretty traumatic. Like, my stepdad's out of the picture. I I have a baby. I move in with my dad. And then I move with my sister. My sister said both got married, like, before I got pregnant. Like, two years before I got pregnant or a year before I got pregnant. And they were only married. It was, like, a year apart that they got married. Mm-hmm. So, it was and all they kind of... got married pretty young. Right. And so, it was all really, for my mom as well, like, really traumatic. Like, both of her daughters get married and her husband is gone. And then her other daughter is pregnant. Um, so how do you think all of that, all those, that, the turmoil and stuff of those years, how do you think that affected you long-term? Like, do you think that there's any part, parts of that that still affect you now? Because obviously you have a relationship with both of your parents now. That's right. a good, and I have a relationship with them and including, you know, grandma, um, Pavel's husband, I mean, <laughs> Pavel's wife, um, we have a relationship with her. Right. Um, so even though you didn't at that time, you know, obviously you were able to overcome whatever obstacles or awkwardness or whatever. So you're, there's not still these like negative things really lingering that I would say, um, or negative relationships. So how do you, is there other ways do you think that that's affected you? It's, I mean, I think it's personality wise. Like it's not something I hold on to be just because that's how my personality is. When I think about everything that went on with my mom, it's hard. Like it, it's hard to make that connection of, what happened, but then also with the under, 
since it's not anything we've ever talked about, I have the understanding of how hard that must have been for her, all the things happening at once, right? Mm-hmm. But additionally, because that was hard for her, things were really hard for me. Obviously, I was home alone and had a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, she was dealing with her stuff, so I wasn't super supervised. And additionally, she were, and it was working two jobs, so she was gone at night. Like, I was literally living by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was with my boyfriend by myself all the time, mm-hmm. um, at 15. So when I think about that, there, there, I don't have unanswered questions. And I don't have anger about it, but it's, it just gives me pause, I guess. I think the biggest thing that affects me now is just the whole thing of having a stepfather that I was super close to that I feel like was the big chunk of raising me that I don't hear from at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't say I miss him or it makes me sad, but it's a, it's kind of an odd thing. Mm-hmm. And it's odd too, because he was like, when they were together, this was when we were going to church and stuff. So, and he was always voicing how he hated religion, religion. You know, he had negative mm-hmm. feelings about religion and he, had he had a hard time holding down a steady job because he was an artist and he was a creative person and he was in a band and it was just hard, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I don't remember him really. I remember him being in and out of jobs and that kind of being an issue. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, nine to five wasn't work, working for him. And he would get art jobs and he, like at Christmas time, mm-hmm. he would be one of those people who goes around and paints windows. And so that was always really exciting to see the windows he painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then when he is with this other woman. And I guess after he gets over his drug stuff, they become religious, super religious. So part of his religion, he becomes Jehovah's witness. So part of that is giving up his art and his music. Mm. And, um, so that was always kind of unsettling to me that, that all these things that he held. So like, was so outspoken about and how important they were to him mm-hmm. that all of a sudden he gave them up. And of course I've never had a conversation with him to understand or even like, how do you get from point A to point B? Mm. But I, how I, did I you think know? that always you know gave that me happened? a little bit of animosity. Um, well, my mom and his, his mom, like we were still friends. Mm. I think he even sort of lost contact with his own mother mm. because I think, isn't that their I don't know. I don't know very much about the Jehovah Witness, but I think they don't really want you around people that aren't Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's wholly discouraged, but it's not like totally embraced either. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I think he kind of lost contact with his own mother. So there, there were yeah. things that I knew that happened, mm-hmm. but it was, it's, it's kind of sad. Like it's strange and, I don't know. I don't really know what went on with them. It's all just like third party stuff that I've Hmm. heard. Very interesting. Hmm. It is. It's riveting. I think it's like, I mean, one of those things where you, you think about people in your past and this is obviously a very big example of that or like the example maybe even, but like people in your past that you've crossed paths with that have been a big part of your life but aren't anymore like that, that happens with yeah. a lot of different relationships. And yeah. And this is like the prime example of that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a, such an important part 
of your life. Like that, that's a very important age when he, that he was there for. So it is weird to not have him in your life in any way, shape or form now. Yeah. And what is always very crazy when I think about it, and I think you and I have talked about this before, but dad, my husband, Steven is this weird combination of my stepdad's personality and my real dad's personality. <laughs> and like it, it's like that thing of you marry your dad. Well, like how did I find the one person in the world? Like that's this amalgam of the two of them. It's <laughs> so strange to me. And even my, so my uncle, my mom's brother, this is how she met my stepdad is he would, they were best friends. And even when he met Steven and they became friends and even did a few activities together and stuff. My uncle was like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's so much like him. Like, it's weird. That's so funny. Yeah. It is very. Uh, so, you can't fight it, even without him realizing <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> just, and I, re- I don't remember even real, uh, when I realized it. Because, yeah, there was just, like, the funny side of my stepdad and uh, the silly, affable kind of way that he was. is mm-hmm. how Stephen is. But mm-hmm. then, like, the serious by the book way that my dad is and like Mm -hmm. the time you know that keep your schedule be early like that kind of stuff definitely is just like my dad like Mm -hmm. it's just but the way steven is with kids and stuff to just the way he bonds with other kids because he can get on their level so easily that's totally how tom was my stepdad's name was tom uh it's quite fascinating yeah yeah it is well and i mean you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to, too, because as Danae likes to say, and you, I guess you'll have to say if this is really true or if she's exaggerating, but like you and dad, my dad, wouldn't have gotten together if it really wasn't for her because he was like, part of the reason he fell in love with him is because he was so good with her and babysat her or whatever. And well, I would say because of the scenario with dad's own mother... And I don't know, I'll summarize the best I can and hopefully don't offend any family members that ever might listen to this, but um, his own mother left their dad with the kids Mm -hmm. at a young age. So for him, I I have always felt like, and this is something we'd have to ask dad and see if he's really thought about it. I mean, he probably wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. I reference back to his episode where he says, I don't know, never really thought about it. Next. (laughs) (laughs) I might be attributing more thought than or more subconscious thought than he realizes. But I, I remember having a talk with him kind of about it, but I feel as though that was one of the things that was attracted to him that I had my daughter and I stuck with it, you know, even Mm -hmm. at such a young age, I feel like that part of it was not just that he liked Danae, but that he felt um, impressed by me in that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that we would have ended up together necessarily if I wouldn't have had Danae. So that mm. part is true. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, things never got the way that they were supposed to, I suppose. I yeah. mean, I, ha- I happen to be a pretty big fan of my dad, so I'm glad that that worked out. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah he drives me crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, he drives me crazy, too. He's very good at driving people crazy in general, <laughs> but he's a great dad. I mean, he thinks it's fine guy. to drive people crazy. Yeah. So, you know, in his defense. But What you gonna do? <laughs> Not divorce him, I guess. I mean, that's what 30 years of marriage will tell you. <laughs> I mean, I would hope not. You still could if you really wanted to, but I don't think you really want to. 
No, I mean, I like him more than I don't like him. <laughs> that's a good I mean, I don't really not like him at all, but sometimes I'm just like, ugh. I guess that's just being married, though. I think that's just spending so much time with one person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because at a certain point, you just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. We've been together for so long. Like, it's hard to remember, like, dating. Like, at what point are you like, okay, that's a deal breaker. I mean, I think now that we've been together so long, the only thing I could think of would be a deal breaker is, like, a horrific lie or cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of anything that would be like, mm, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can work through stuff. Relationships are work, right? You gotta There's so in. much work. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I like I wish to... everybody could see the the look on your face when you said that. It's because I so feel like serious. so many people think love is just so easy and you're just going to love each other forever. I thought that for so long, Mom. Yeah. Until like five years ago, I thought that. It's <laughs> mind-boggling to me because I know that we've had conversations. Oh, absolutely. You were, n- even when I was a little girl, you were never like, it's like the Disney movies. Yeah, love is like that. No, you were like, honey. Do you remember when you had Mrs. K and you were doing oxymorons and I was helping you? We had to sit down and go through a bunch of oxymorons and I was like, happy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Mrs. K about died that I was saying that, her teacher. I don't remember that. But Mrs. K is great. Shout out to Mrs. K. Not that she listens to this podcast or even knows that it exists, but we recently reconnected on Facebook and I'm just so happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> was she was her fifth grade teacher. She was fifth grade was Mr. K. Yeah, fifth was her husband, Mr. Yeah. K, who's also doing great. And they were just on a trip and she posted some nice pictures. It's just, oh, it makes you so happy. They're still together. They're still... Relatively happy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the other story about Mrs. K is, so not only the oxymoron happy marriage. I may not have had you write it down, but you definitely I shared her. with her. Yeah, I'm gonna have to send her a message today because she she asked she asks me sometimes like, yeah. oh, like do you, you know, like what do you remember? Not sometimes. She asked me one time, and ever since then, I like to just tell her like, what do you remember about the class? So every time I remember something, I like to just like, oh yeah, this the, story. The other thing, I'm not sure if it was her or not. It could have been your second grade teacher, but. There was a point where you drew a picture and wrote down, like, my mom talks like an alien. And they wanted an explanation. And I can remember, like, I was going through the stage where no one would listen to me. And I was like, what am I, an alien speaking from another planet? Why can't anyone listen to me? And so, you it, like, you, that carried over into a picture of that. I speak like an alien. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that, 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 that was a funny one. That's hilarious. No, I'm going to have to send that. That's so funny. Yeah, I think I had like a whole slew of oxymorons that we just were riffing. And mm-hmm. happy marriage was one of the one that you like took home and, and shared with us. <laughs> happy marriage. My mom said happy marriage. <laughs> because Sad. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess my, my barometer is at the end of the day when I lay down in my bed, am I happy and do I love my husband? Yes. During the day when he's up and talking and gassing up a room and saying <laughs> things that just really irritate me. Just so she means literally gassing up a room. We are talking about farts. Like, she's not talking about talking. She's talking about farts. And then saying stuff like, yeah, I mean, like, just like urging to have sex but then stinking like that like who wants to (laughs) you know like those kind of things just drive me crazy oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh so funny but you know yeah (laughs) it's work for sure back to that it's work Mm -hmm. absolutely I think it would be really easy though to let those things to make you crazy if to where like okay all of this is just making me unhappy and I want to leave Mm -hmm. 
but I don't know what happens. I think people convince themselves that there's something better on the other side because it's so easy to focus on the negative instead mm-hmm. of um, focusing on the positive because no relationship is going to be perfect and no relationship is going to be easy. And so many people break up on relationships because they think there's some sort of like perfect, easy scenario. Well, that's there. hard because relationships are easy in the beginning. You know, no, they're not. I mean, they are easy because they, you're overlooking yeah. any exactly. And you through that little phase where you're in your honeymoon station, just everything is golden. Yeah. And then when things start to change, you're like, wait, what? It wasn't like this. That means something must be wrong, and that's not what it means. Like, but people don't. Right. It takes it takes life experience and sometimes a lot of life experience for people to realize like that's not. Doesn't mean something's wrong. It's a normal transition right. of a relationship. Well, and then there's the flip side, right? Then you have people who are putting up with stuff that they shouldn't be putting up with at the beginning of a relationship because they think, well, relationships are hard. And I'm always like, well, they get harder. So don't, like, if you're already feeling like this is so much work and you haven't even been together a year, like, it shouldn't be that much work in the beginning. Yeah. In the no. beginning, you should you should sink and line up. So, yeah, I see the flip side where people are just tolerating stuff. Like, mm-hmm. this is how relationships are. There, we're, Yeah, after five years, sure. Yeah. In the beginning, you should be finding your rhythm. You shouldn't be fighting against each other. Yeah. So, For sure. This is my two bits on relationship advice. <sighs> yeah. Some more golden wisdom from Trish. <laughs> <laughs> if only. You should tweet some of that out. Yeah, I need to manage that a little better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also weird to, back to the original topic, like, isn't it weird to think about my mom? My mom has been single for so long to think about her with someone else and married. Like, I mean, she's pretty much been single since then, right? Like, she hasn't yeah. really been so there. since I was 16 and I am 53. Yeah. It's a really, really long time. I know. I wish I could find her someone. But, I mean, that's <sighs> the problem is thinking that everybody needs someone to be happy. Maybe she's perfectly happy without someone. Maybe. I feel like being alone makes you see the world differently, though. For sure. And I think that companionship is important. You're right. I don't think you need a romantic relationship to be happy. But people do need companionship mm-hmm. in some form. Yeah. Um, fortunately, she has family and stuff nearby. She sees you a lot. She yeah, has, she has her friends. Yeah, so. she has friends. She has, so, like... Yes, we probably don't need to, like, be worried about her. But, like, if she was alone alone, that would be different. Yeah. You know. When you're in a relationship and you feel like the happiness that comes from that, you kind of want that for other people. Of course. I think that's part of why the Bachelor are so popular. <laughs> Although very misguided. I feel like it's a great sociological experience. Just, like, uh, the beginning of Survivor. Like, it was so the sociological aspect of watching these people and how they, their person, their true personalities come out, like who's willing Mm -hmm. to cut throats and who wants to team up and who won't do things just because they're a nice person. And they just, the whole dynamic of that is fascinating to me. Yeah, I agree. But it got a little, you know, the, as years went on, it's definitely more strategic and and gameplay. You know, speaking of game shows, um, is the, the amazing race still on? I don't think so. No. Mm. That was one of the better ones. Yeah, I know you were really, really into that. I loved it. And you really wanted to go on it. That I was did. One of the ones, that was one of the ones that you said you could see yourself doing. I could see myself doing. However, I also knew that I would be the woman that they would portray very badly because I would be screaming. So if Dad and I were on there. Mm-hmm. Because you said you, you, I mean, you said you and I could do it together. Yeah. 
But dad and I, I would be yelling at him and cussing at him and everyone would hate me and think he is such a nice guy because he is and I am who I am and I'm very uh, <laughs> verbal and, you know. It would be easy to make a few edits and make you look very bad. I mean, I don't even know if I'd need a few edits. I know. Yes, I mean, you would. You are nice to your husband. Like, don't you? You are selling Right. Short, I mean, like, if they cut out the nice part. Exactly. Then they but, would. I mean, because it would be like, we would talk about what we're going to do. We would have a plan. This is how it would go down. <laughs> and he would do what he wants to anyways. And then I would be mad or he would say, we're going to stop and do this. And I would say, no, in order to win, we need to do this. And we would argue about strategy. And before you know it, he would say something that would just get right to my goat. And then I would start cussing. Like, because mm-hmm. that's generally how our arguments are. But he would say it so level-headed and like, like it's nothing. Right. But no one else would, would notice it, but he would know it would be a stab in my heart. And then I would be calling him an asshole like, or something. F? Or saying F you or whatever. And then, and then at the time I was churchgoer. So I was like, yeah. And I'd be the Mormon lady who screams and cusses at her husband. I just knew it would never go over well. So yeah. thus I never applied. Hmm. Like, that's the one thing. We're both competitive and we travel well. And, yeah, we would yell and fight, but we would. You'd be fine. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd cut the makeup up part out because they'd want to make me look bad. But. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be watching it like, geez, my parents' marriage is in trouble. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my what mom's so mean to my dad. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. I know well. that's not true. Funny. Yeah. I mean, I do lash out, you know, like, uh, there has one time there was a joke with my family that I'm like, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, like I can be so nice. And then I'm just like, that's hurtful. I know. I don't see that. Thank you, Kate. Okay. But to be fair, and I thought about this a lot, like I see no flaws with you, which is also a problem. (laughs) Come on. Yes, you do. I don't really like to me, you're so perfect. That's so funny to it's, me. It's unhealthy, and, like, I'm fully aware of that. Like, and it I find problems. it hard to believe that you think that I'm so perfect, because I'm always pointing out my flaws, to you especially. Like, yeah, and I don't believe in any of them. They're all not real. <laughs> like, I... I mean, we've done this podcast, we've even had honest conversations about things that are my flaws. I mean, like... Wake up, Kate! I guess I feel like... Ah! I am proud of my cheek. Um, she didn't really slap me in case anybody was worried. <laughs> um, I know. Like, I'm fully aware that that's problematic. Like, it, it can create a problem. Like, I, I, I definitely know that. But, yeah, like, I feel that way about a few people. And Maggie's also one of them. Like, like to me, just this, like, perfect human being who's so not, like, perfectly good but just like you're a real human and you're like perfect for a real human being you know what I mean like with flaws and everything yeah like but like you to me you can do no wrong hmm. and I know that that's not healthy because that's not well, maybe I can't do any wrong maybe, maybe. <laughs> shit because <laughs> to me that's how it feels you know like let's imagine a scenario like so I can imagine okay, let's just say I had an affair that would devastate you, right? Because then it would be like, oh, my mom. It would be pretty like, devastating. I have had many nightmares where that's happened. I know. I find that fascinating. I know. Isn't it weird? It's always you, too. It's never dad. <laughs> dad has dreams where I have affairs, too. <laughs> Maybe because you're so fiercely independent and dad... Is not. I feel like can't wipe his ass unless you're in a room. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine him cheating on you. <laughs> so, you know, what did I tell you the other day? Dad had to renew his license. <laughs> 
And he's like, okay, tonight when I get over and work, we're going to do it. It was like this big ordeal. He kept saying, <laughs> I'm going to really, because I was like, you can just go online or you can mail him a check. Oh, I want to go online. I want to do it to make sure it's done by the, my birthday. So when he gets home and it's time for bed, he's like, oh, I want to go do this before we go to bed. I sit him in front of the computer. I put in the website and I'm like, okay, go ahead. He was so mad. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, you have to make up a username and a password. I want you to do it. I don't want to make up a username and password for you and then just go on and do it. Like, you're a grown boy. I'll sit here in case you have a question, but do it. And, like, we had a big fight because he was so mad that I made him be independent and do it himself. <laughs> so my, my, my anecdote may have been a slight exaggeration, but really not by much. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, why are you so upset? Because I'm making you do something? He was like, yeah, I just want you to do this for me. Like, well, that's not what we said. We said we're gonna. I'm gonna renew my license. Can yeah, I? You should have known. Me? You should have written the lines and done the men. Come on, come on. Well, then why did I have to wait for him to get home from work? Why didn't he just ask me to go online and do it for him? I probably would have. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is so funny. <laughs> but there are arguments often of that. Like just because you have this stress. Like, I've got my own list of things. Like, don't add it onto my list because mm -hmm. you just want to delegate it out. I'm not your employee. Like, that's definitely a conversation we've had. Yeah. I don't work for you, dear. Like, you can save that talk for when you're at work, but when you're home. Yeah. Husband, wife. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> he has to watch his tone every now and then. He does talk to me like an employee. It's hard when you're a boss for so many hours a week, though. Like, I get that, too. That comes out for oh, me, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. And that's why I remind him. I'm sure very kindly, <laughs> with so much patience. <laughs> oh, no, I just straight up tell him. It's neither impatient or unkind. It's just like, I don't work for you. <laughs> You're not at work anymore. Check so. the tood, buddy. Yeah. Uh, be careful how you talk to me. Yeah. But we were, anyways, you were saying you have dreams about me having affairs. Well, before that, you were just saying if I had an affair. That'd be yeah, devastating. That would be you. devastating. It would be. But I would know you had reasons. So what else could do like drugs, alcohol? Like I'm like, what what would like break the bubble? Not that I want to break the bubble. I'm just curious. Um, I don't financial know financial mistakes. No, oh heavens no. Um, I feel like you know what it would probably be if I had found out that you were lying to me about something. Because I feel like so much of our relationship is built on you never lying to me yeah. my whole life. And if okay. I had, like, if you, there was something small now, that's different. But if I had found out that, like, there was something about you that you hadn't told me or that you had lied about for a, a very, very long time, that would burst the bubble for sure. Because that's, to me, that's such a core part of who you are as a human that then I would feel like I don't even know you. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the same conversation I was having with dad about. Like when someone's so adamantly against something and then if they go and do it, like it just wreaks more havoc. Like yeah. when you take a stand mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden that's a problem you have. Like mm -hmm. it just, it's such a betrayal. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, I mean mm -hmm. that is my thing, being honest. Absolutely. Always. My whole yeah. life. And it's not even, like, I don't really take pride in it. It's just I, I've i had 
we've had, we talked about this before, just like instances where lying has been a problem uh, and had long lasting ripple effects. And I've just realized that lying is not a good way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, it's, it's kind of a problem now. Like I have some stuff to, so I have some purchases that I made that still have a sticker on them that I've never used. Like, I don't know if I bought them for Danae's wedding or a shower. I had a friend that I planned a wedding shower for, so I bought stuff for that. And I came across them like, oh, I could return these. They still have the sticker. But I know that the sticker also tells them what year it was from mm-hmm. or what. And I can't return it because I won't lie. <laughs> so I was like asking my sister, can you return it and see if they'll take it back and just like tell them whatever. <laughs> That is funny. I mean, they'll just give you a store credit. I don't I don't need money back, but like mm-hmm. I have these things that are brand new. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. You could approach it from that perspective, though. You could go in and just say, like, look, here's the deal. Like, I know yeah. these are old. I'm hoping I can get something. But they're pretty judgy well, when you do that. And so I just have to deal with it. Depends on the cashier. It depends on the luck. Yeah. It's a luck of the draw. Sure. I don't know why I'm so apprehensive. Like, I was asking my sister if she would go in and do it. Lying by proxy. I don't even know that I would really have to lie, but yeah, it gives me anxiety, so I don't want to deal with it, and I feel like the only way to deal with the discomfort would be to lie. Maybe that's mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. to like make up a story about sure. how dumb I am or how <laughs> this didn't get used and I found it. I don't know. I can't tell you when I worked for Old Navy, and you know, we like tried our best to like be pretty strict on the return policy. I mean, tried being the key word there, but I can't tell you how many people would like, and I don't know. You know, the first few times I was like, oh, I completely believe this person. But then I was like, eh, maybe not. Um, people would come in like, I got this for my daughter and she died. And, there, you know, there's been just so much going on that I haven't been able to return it. So I'm hoping now I can return it. I know it's been a year or whatever. And I'm, oh, I'm, my stance is always like, whether you're lying or not, like, I'm not going to call you on that. Right. Like, there's no world in which I'm going to be like, Really? Yeah. Your daughter died. I need an obituary. <laughs> Pull up her Facebook. Let's see. Everybody commenting saying how much they miss her. Okay? No. I'm just going to like, I will just return. I can give you store credit. Like, yeah. we'll we'll meet in the middle here. I'm not well, going to fight didn't, on it. This, this is funny. Honesty story. They So I ordered pajamas for Christmas, right? And um, in the package was a pair of pants that were I didn't order. And they obviously they belong to someone else, but they were in my package. And mm-hmm. I took them into Old Navy and was like, I got these. They weren't on my receipt. I didn't order them. And they did not know what to do with it. Like, I was standing at the register for a few minutes while they were, like, phoning managers. Like, what do we do? You don't do anything. <laughs> Just take the pants back. Like, I didn't buy them. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty. Why I didn't you call? Um, you, bought them on, you bought them online, right? Yeah. Okay, you should have really called. Yeah, because then they could have tracked who they were supposed to go to. Oh. Eh. Oh, well, they said they'd figure it out. I mean, I'm sure that they will. The person who was supposed to have them will call and they'll figure but, it out. Yeah, they, I mean, I took them in like a week later, so the person should have already called. Yeah. I mean, and but I don't know. I was like, funny. well, they're not even my size. I felt like she was going to say, just keep them. I'm like, well, they're not my size, so I mean, either I can exchange them for my size or you take them back one or the other. Yeah. But might as well just take them. Give them to somebody who will want them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of funny. It's funny when stores don't know what to do with you when you're honest. Yeah. I mean, most of the policies aren't set up for people who are honest, you know? I know. They're set up for the people who are not. Who are not. Very true. Very true. Well, and that's the thing that sometimes when rules are frustrating, you have to think in your head, oh, someone did the opposite of this, and that's why we now have a rule. Mm-hmm. 
Like someone tried blow drying their hair in the bathtub and that's why the tag says do not use in the bathtub. <laughs> Otherwise, or don't use while sleeping. I'm not really sure who was trying to blow dry their hair while sleeping. Like did they put prop the blow dryer it. up when they were in bed? But somebody probably did because otherwise who would think of that scenario and put it on a warning tag? No one. And how do you not know to not blow dry your hair while you're in the bathtub? Why do you need to do both at the same time? <laughs> Who's the person that's like, well, I'll save time if I bathe and blow dry my hair. <laughs> I'll start by washing my hair. Then I'll wash my body and blow dry my hair at the same time. <laughs> Flawless. Oops, drop the blow dryer. <laughs> now I'm dead. <laughs> And who was the person that finds them was like, well, she was just trying to save time, but it didn't work out. She was efficient until the end. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're checking out. See ya. See ya. If you like Grown Up and Grounded, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're using. This will help other people find our podcast. As always, we want to give a big shout out to Dave Depper, who provides the music we use in our episodes. The song you're listening to is titled Can Can 2, and we got it from the Free Music Archive. You can check out Dave at davedepper.com. We're about ready to head into a new decade here. Can't wait. See I try to use, leave time references out as best as possible, which is really hard. But yeah, new decade. I 2020. It's exciting. It is exciting. I mean, we don't have hover cars yet, but everyone thought we would. No, but we have Nazis again, so that's a real downgrade. What do you... There's a whole chunk here at the end you can cut out and use part of that for bloopers. Uh, I don't think we said anything funny. Uh, think again, bitch. <laughs> I was hilarious. <laughs>